Week 17 of Vikings football is back as we leap a state over to face the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. Happy Friday and welcome to the Minnesota Vikings podcast. I go by Gabe Henderson and inside the Vikings studio here in Egan with me is Vikings.com's Tatum Everett and producer Eric Davidson from the Vikings Entertainment Network. And uh, coming up later on the show, we will be joined by a beat reporter, Ahmad Hicks from Fox 9, who recently moved to the Twin Cities a couple of months ago and has had the opportunity to witness some of this magic for the team in the purple thus far. Sunday's kickoff is at 325 Central Time, and you can tune in right here on the Vikings Radio Network, starting with the pregame show with Mike Musman, PA, Pete Bursage, and more, kicking off at 125 p.m. Central Time. And uh, Tatum, the table is set. Border battle number 125 is simple. If the Vikings win on Sunday, the Packers are essentially knocked out of the playoffs. And I know a lot of people are saying this game means a lot more to the Packers. Yeah, it probably does, but at the same time, it means a lot to the Vikings also because why not get rid of your division rival with a simple win? Yeah, I think this sets up perfectly for Vikings fans. If you would have said at the beginning of the season, this team would be 12-3, and heading to Lambeau in the final two games of the regular season at the number two seed with the ability to end the Packers' playoff hopes and dreams— They would have said, sign me up. What do I need to pay? What do I need to do? Is this a blood oath? Let me know. I will do whatever you need. This would have been high priority. So I think that this sets up to be a really exciting exciting game. I know a lot of players this week have mentioned, I mean, even Kirk in his press conference yesterday mentioned, we still need to put together a four-quarter performance. So it would be great to see that this week or the next week because we're not sure how, you know, the starters and the situation is going to play out after this weekend's slate of games. A lot of dominoes will be dropping, but uh, I'm excited. I'm thankful to be able to go on the trip uh, and to cover this game. I think as an NFL reporter, you always want to be in Lambeau in the winter and kind of get that feeling. Very thankful that it's not going to be like frigid. Like it's going to be cold, cold, but but comfy, a comfy cold. We've lived in Minnesota for long enough to say that 32 degrees is comfortable. Right? uh, Who are we? Yeah, right. Being from the South, my parents would think I'm crazy. Uh, But one thing that's crazy about this game is the fact that you could still control your own destiny if you're this Minnesota Vikings team. And I know you said, you know, if you would have said this beginning of the year, sign me up. Well, I mean, our our names are on the list and our tickets are $125 for this game. Is it really? Did you just Google that? I just Googled that because you said, (laughs) give me a ticket. So tickets are $125. Um, but, But I think the most important thing right now is this is the game that you have to win to prove critics wrong. Uh, everyone is saying the Packers should win this game. The last time I checked, uh, they were uh, they were minus three in the um, yep. over under. So I mean, no one's giving us a chance. Vegas hates us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I remember talking to Nate Burleson, um just about why do some of these reporters not like us? And he said, you know, it's warranted when you, when you have all these close wins, you don't really give room for hope for people that don't really know the team. They're like from being inside of the building. So the the hate is warranted, but this is a game yeah. to to, to kind of overcome that. I mean, the casual fan, yes, goes. And says, oh, all these close wins, like they're lucky, they're lucky, they're yeah. lucky, right? And I and I do think there obviously is luck at play. However, sometimes maybe this is just a team, this is just their style, this is just they're they're always yeah. in it. So even when they have mental errors, instead of tipping the scale one way, it's always going to go in in their favor. You know, it, it has been pretty incredible to watch. I think everyone does want to see 
a dominant performance. But uh, look, if if you can continue to win one score games from now until February, then like, you know, <laughs> you, win the Super Bowl. you win. Yeah. You end the season on a good note. Yeah. And so, I mean, you get it done either way. And I think any any team or any player, any coach will tell you that a W is all that matters at this point. Well, to get that W, we need your one big talking point. OK. And a W is the number one thing. But there there are multiple storylines, multiple talking points. Uh, but if you have to simplify everything to one key thing that you think will be the reason why the Vikings will slash can win this game, what would it be? For me, um, this bend but don't break defense fi- has figured out what works for them. You yeah. know, they do allow a lot of yards, but they are really, really good at stopping teams in the red zone from scoring touchdowns or forcing field goals. And they're really good at forcing turnovers. Yeah. Now, I do think that the Packers defense has turned things around themselves. They've forced eight turnovers in the last three games. And before that, they had 12 in 12 games. So they they're being very advantageous and opportunistic right now. So this defense is going to have to force turnovers. But more importantly, they need to keep the Green Bay Packers and don't let them score in the red zone yeah. at all. I mean, this team is in jeopardy of finishing with the lowest touchdown rate since 2013. Yep. And they're only 51% scoring touchdowns in the red zone. So that's playing, I think, into this Vikings defense favor. And as long as they can stick to their script of winning on defense, this offense will be able to take care of business, I believe. And so I think that it'll all just even out, probably be a one-score game. But, um, you know, I'm okay with that right now. I'm not. I am, but I'm not. <laughs> because I, I, I'm tired of—you know what? I'm going to leave that comment. Because this team, I feel this like team, a bunch of Vikings fans yeah, by saying I am, but Probably. I'm not. I mean, this team— in a weird way, I'm I'm a natural panicker, natural <laughs> panicker. If I like misplace my wallet, I'm like, who stole it? Yeah. Who stole it? Like I am a natural panicker. So for me, like the fact that like when this team goes down late in fourth quarter, yeah. I don't panic. I, I'm not saying like I have the you know like oh they make me it just I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm that's a testament to me because yeah. I am a natural warrior. Yeah, that's I, th- I think I'm the opposite <laughs> because like I'm just like dude, it is it is what it is at this point. Yeah. I mean. This is what we got ourselves into. And uh, if we're a good enough team, we can get ourselves out. And we've done that time in and time out 10 times this year to be exact. And I think if we want to get out of this game with the win, we have to run the ball effectively. And that starts with Dalvin Cook. Um, Of course, the past couple of games, the Green Bay Packers have been okay stopping the run. But if you add up the last four games, they've, they've given up almost six yards per carry. And, of course, our offensive line is looking for a game where we can kind of bounce back after a couple of weeks ago. Dalvin Cook had 95 rushing yards. But last week, I think he averaged like two yards a carry. So this is an opportunity for us to kind of impose our will. Dean Lowry, he's out. He's on IR. He's he's been giving us problems the last couple of years. How does Ed Ingram, our, our offensive lineman, who I think has played his best football the past couple of weeks, how does he fare against a rookie defensive lineman and Devontae Wyatt? There, there's a lot of storylines there that, that I, I really think can play into the Vikings' favor. But if you, if you don't stop the run, I mean, if you don't run the ball effectively, you're, you're not going to be able to set up some of those play-action passing. And I know Ahmad is a big J.J. and a Kurt guy. J.J. is not going to get 200 receiving yards if we can't run the ball. So Or 158 in the first two quarters, like last time. That is what happened. Yeah, I mean, but I think from watching film, I remember. I don't talking, think that'll happen again. No, that, for, that won't. For the no, record, that 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 probably won't. I would love for it to happen. For but sure. I, I remember watching film this week, and I asked Kevin O'Connell, I was like, "Man, why why do the Green Bay Packers keep running guys across the middle of the field?" 
And he says, ever since Justin Jefferson had all those over catches, those over crossing routes week one against the Green Bay Packers, teams are defending how they guard the middle of the field differently. So okay. 158 yards is probably not going to happen in the first half, but I expect K.J. Osborne to have a big game this Sunday. Very nice. Yeah, that was, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see him emerge. I mean, after his career game, uh, that was just incredible. And, um, you know, I always love to see those guys succeed. Yeah. I do think that your point about running is so huge, especially Dalvin Cook, someone who I feel like thrives in Lambeau Field. Yeah. He just loves playing there. He's had some of his best career games there. Uh, I, I, maybe it's the outdoors, the cold, the tur- the gra- I think it's grass. Sorry, the grass. It's grass, yeah. Uh, it's all, the most all of epic that. Road, yeah. I, I just kind of feel like this that place. And plus, he was just talking in his press conference yesterday too that he is cool with like the fans and their attitudes. Like it just yeah. kind of feeds into yeah. the whole like chip he has when he goes in there. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he had a big game at all. Yeah, I hope so. That these moments are what you live up to. Lambeau Field is, is such a historic field. Um, my third time there, and every time I walk on the field. I feel like I'm in the 1960s. I can just feel <laughs> the energy of, of the players, the Reggie Whites of the world, the Brett Favre's, you know, all the historic moments there. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to getting, getting back there. But speaking of Lambeau Field, uh, if Kevin O'Connell gets a win on Sunday at Lambeau Field, he will become the first head coach since Dennis Green in 1992 to sweep the Packers in his first year as head coach for the Minnesota Vikings. We are so, who they thought they were. We are who they we, thought we, they were. I'm sure I messed that up. But hopefully we don't mess it up this <laughs> Sunday. Uh, but speaking of uh, getting back to the point, Ahmad Hicks from Fox 9 is coming up after the break. So uh, don't turn the dial. We'll be right back with more on the Minnesota Vikings podcast presented by Pepsi. Hey, Vikings fans. Right now you can pick up a commemorative Vikings cup at U.S. Bank Stadium. Fill it with an ice cold Pepsi and you'll be ready for football watching. is the Twin Cities premier salon and spa destination and proud official hair sponsor of the Minnesota Vikings cheerleaders. With three convenient locations in Edina, Woodbury, and Chanhassen, there's a Spalon close to you. Visit online at Spalon.com. We are back. This is the Minnesota Vikings podcast presented by Pepsi. I'm Gabe Henderson. Uh, in the radio studio with me is Vikings.com's Tatum Everett and producer Eric Davidson on the ones and twos. And uh, now we have the special privilege of being joined by Ahmad Hicks from Fox 9, new to the Twin Cities area. Ahmad, uh, thanks for joining. And how has it been just, you know, moving in October? And, you know, the, we've already got like, I feel like 20 snowstorms since you've been here. <laughs> you know what? It's been great to be here so far. And uh, from what everybody told me before I got here, it has lived up to the billing. It is cold here, Minnesota. <laughs> does get a lot of snow, but they did tell me that everybody is loyal about their Minnesota Vikings, and that is just 100% true ever since I've been here. Before we dive into the game a little bit, Ahmad, I wanted to ask you, you know, what was your last market, your backstory, and how did you kind of get into this broadcasting world? So my backstory, I just came from St. Louis. I worked there for four years, but I grew up in St. Louis as well and all my life I played sports and I told myself you know every kid has a dream of making it to the National Football League you know if you play football growing up so that was playing 1A for me but my mom always told me to dream big but dream realistic and so the realistic part of my dream was doing a job that involved sports and surrounding myself around sports and so journalism was that path for me and so I kind of knew I wanted to do that in seventh grade 
And so when I got to college, I was already, you know, working on the TV broadcast with our college program and uh, doing what I had to do there and then got a couple of internships in St. Louis and then started in Jackson, Tennessee, went back home to St. Louis. And now I am here in the Twin Cities. Man, and, and the journey just continues. I mean, you've been here, you got here, what, the the week before the bye week against the Miami Dolphins, right? That yeah. was your first yep. week on the job at Fox mm-hmm. 9. Yep. And uh, I think the Vikings are, what, like 7-2, and 8-2 and two since then. So uh, clearly yeah. you're doing something right. But how has it been from your POV of, of covering this team? You know what? It's been nothing short of amazing. I heard all the, the stories about the Vikings before I got here, like how regular season they're good, they fold in the playoffs, or how they can never get over that hump. And ever since I've gotten here, you know, they've just beaten good team after good team. And they just proved to all those national analysts that keep doubting them that they are one of the most serious teams and one of the teams to contend for a Super Bowl this year. So it's been pretty fun to cover this team so far this season and hopefully you know they can make a deep run in the playoffs and you know they can shut up everybody in the national (laughs) media who are saying that they're not for real man that would be nice I I know that you probably were reading the national media the local media before coming here Mm mid-season so you were reading about Mm -hmm. you know what makes this team work why are they so good what is it like here what have you observed since being here knowing that you had that kind of a preconception coming in right I've learned that Kirk Cousins is that do and he did not get enough praise for what he was able to do. Yes, because when I came here, I was like, I had to ask a lot of my friends who worked here or who lived here, like, hey, what's the deal behind Kirk Cousins? And they would always say, well, 50% of the town loves him, 50% of the town doesn't love him. And so I'm like, I was on the fence. I'm like, all right, from what I've seen from Kirk Cousins, can he get the job done when it matters? And whenever I saw him play on primetime, you know, he didn't have the best history of getting the job done. But now that I'm here in the locker room, I see this guy play every Sunday. The way he's able to stand in the pocket, take big hit after big hit, but throw dime after dime. I mean, I don't see how people are doubting this guy. You know, I had to tell one of my friends who called me the other day, I said, if any team is in the playoff hunt right now, and they just lost their starting starting quarterback, and Kirk Cousins was a free agent, every team will call Kirk Cousins. So I've learned that he's that dude since I've been here. Okay, so so that means you're on the train that you can't consider Justin Jefferson for MVP without including Kirk, huh? Absolutely, and I don't know how people are not considering at least both of them for MVP. Uh, one person said to me, well, Justin Jefferson is carrying that team. I said, well, he can't throw the ball to himself. So, you know, it's a <laughs> one-two punch, I feel like, true. with these two guys. So <laughs> I think both of them are deserving to be in the MVP uh, conversation, especially what Kirk is doing in the fourth quarter this year. Ten straight quarterbacks is the MVP. As much as I think Minnesota fans want to see it, it's just not going to happen. No. I still think that we need a rallying campaign. For Justin Jefferson? Yeah. I mean, he he posted something on his Instagram and said he'll let the fans speak, and clearly the he fan did. vote isn't good enough. And then, and then he had – uh, Kirk's back the uh, uh, last night, I think, on Twitter. There was yep. a talking head on a re- on a sports network. I think it was ESPN yep. talking about how um, the reason that the Minnesota Vikings haven't been able to like be in games more than you know a one score game or or get those dominant victories is solely on Kirk Cousins' shoulders. Man, your thoughts, right. your thoughts. You know, I just think that this team they don't they're not a twelve and three football team without Kirk Cousins. You know, uh, obviously he's not he's not a Josh Allen. He's not a Patrick Mahomes. He's not going to wow you and jump over players and stuff like that. And no, he's not a Lamar Jackson that can run 40, 50 yards down the field untouched. But this is the perfect quarterback for Kevin O'Connell's system. Yeah. And I think 
Justin Jefferson is the guy who's reaping the benefits of it right now. I mean, he's, what, 200-plus yards away from 2,000, the first receiver to ever do that. And he's 207 yards away from Calvin Johnson's single-season record. I mean, these guys do not do that without each other. So I think it speaks volumes, you know, to the type of success they're having, you know, behind number eight and number 18. Yeah, that's complimentary football at its finest. But I want to move to the defensive side of the ball. I know you uh, you played defensive back at Southern Illinois, and I was doing some research, and dude, you were like fourth in the state in high school in the four by one. Like that, that's crazy. <laughs> it, 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 honestly, it was the relay team, teamwork. <laughs> hey, team, but simple, simple teamwork, right? Like when I think of speed, mm-hmm. I think of Christian Watson. Mm-hmm. So being a former defensive back, yeah. covering Christian Watson while still trying to be aggressive mm-hmm. with this new Ed Donatel defense, how do you limit him? Well, can we just start by saying that I think cornerback is the second hardest position on the football field behind the quarterback position because you have to literally run as fast as as Justin Jefferson backwards, but you can't touch him. So let's just say I think cornerback is one of the hardest positions in the National Football League. Now, with that being said, how do you slow down Christian Watson? Well, the Vikings are a heavy zone team. So I think as long as you keep a guy over the top and you can get home with the three to four guys that you're using to get after the quarterback, well, I think that'll slow him down because he can't get over the top of anybody. He's not going to beat anybody deep if they're, you know, the pass rushers are getting there. So obviously in order to go over the top, Aaron Rodgers is going to need a little bit of time. And I don't believe that Darius Smith is going to want to give him some time this week. I think he'll live in the backfield. I'm sure he's waiting for this game. So I think zone coverage, but also you have to get hands on these guys, the speedsters. Uh, if you're, if you're going to, you know, give up a couple of catches when you're playing off coverage and zone, then, you know, you need to get somebody up there, maybe play a two man with somebody over the top and you get some hands on them, disrupt those routes, disrupt the timing, because we all know Aaron Rodgers and that offense thrives off timing and chemistry. And if you can just disrupt that somehow, then I think the Vikings defense can be successful. This is the Minnesota Vikings podcast. We are talking to Fox 9's Ahmad Hicks. And you're just talking about the corners on the team. And there's a battle for the starting corner opposite Patrick Peterson going on right now. Cam Dantzler, healthy mm-hmm. after, an inter- after an injury. And then you have Duke Shelley, who's really emerged this season. How do you see that playing out? I think the more players that you have playing at a high level is good, especially when you're talking about heading into the postseason. Cam Dantzler obviously missed a couple of games, injury with an illness and all that stuff. I think you just have to play who has the hot hand. So maybe you give Dantzler the call because he was the starter earlier in the year, but it's hard to argue why Duke Shelley doesn't deserve those reps after what he's been able to do the last couple of weeks. So I think you just have to roll with the hot hand, but I think you also have to understand that having two to three corners that can play is a very good thing compared to in the middle of the season when all the corners were on IR and we're like, who's going to play? Do they have experience? Are they ready for this moment? So I think the Vikings have proved that they have depth at that position and that they can play at a high level, especially if P2 is leading the way and, you know, having the career type season he is this year, four tackles away from his career high. And he hasn't had four or more interceptions since 2012. So we're seeing vintage Patrick Peterson right now. So anybody on the other side is going to play up to his level, which is, you know, only a good thing playing this late in the season. Yeah, which is still kind of baffling that he wasn't a, a Pro Bowl corner this year. Right. I'll, I'll save that for another day. But but understanding that, you know, the depth is starting to to build at the cornerback position. A lot of guys are getting reps. Caleb Evans will probably return back to the active roster after, mm-hmm. at least for the Chicago Bears game or right afterwards. Like, th- that bodes well for our team. Mm-hmm. Uh, understanding that, that we're, we're somewhat getting healthy, we're getting healthy at the right time. 
Do, do you have a talking point or something that you're looking at uh, heading into this Green Bay Packers game on Sunday? Yeah, I think that defense has, you know, all season we've seen the the bend but don't break mentality with the Vikings defense. But I think they need to go out there and just shut up all those critics. And they need to shut Aaron Rodgers and this offense down. Because this is not the same offense that had Devontae Adams in years past where they could just go score at will whenever they wanted. That is not the Packers team that the Vikings are playing this week. So I think their defense needs to make a statement and they need to limit Aaron Rodgers to under 250 yards passing to only one touchdown passing. And I think if they can stop the run with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, don't let those guys get off the ground. I don't see how the Packers have, you know, room to succeed, you know, if the Vikings were to do those things and do them at a high level. Uh, So I think this defense is shown us time and time again why they are a top defense in the NFL, but they've also shown us time and time again why, you know, they're susceptible to bad things happening. So I think it all depends on who shows up, but I think the Vikings know that the number two seed is on the line. The 49ers are breathing down their neck, and I think the defense knows they need to have a great performance this weekend. All right. I got a side note before I get to my question. I was just perusing Twitter and I forgot about this. Caleb Evans also shouting out JJ for MVP. I think this is a train people are going to start rolling through in the next week. Yeah. I did say this a little while ago. I think gave you you missed the the Monday podcast, I think, for your birthday. Mm -hmm. Belated happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) I was like, I think that was a hill I was willing to die on like six weeks ago. JJ for MVP. Yeah. Yeah, Eric's it, over here shaking his head. That's fair. It's very fair. I um, just feel I just I feel really good about that, so I'm going to continue that mantra. Anyway, my question for you, <laughs> no, you really it. simple, really mm-hmm. simple. Before we before we wrap up the show, Amon, what is your prediction for Sunday? What do you? Because you know we don't really give our predictions as part of the team. <laughs> well, my prediction for this week, I, I think you guys deliver uh, as the Vikings have delivered all season long. I do not think the uh, the Packers have enough firepower to beat this team. And I just think the Vikings offense is elite. They're one of the top offenses in the National Football League because if you ask anybody around, every team in the National Football League will take Justin Jefferson. Every team will take Dalvin Cook. And every team will take a K.J. Osborne, who's really not even getting enough love or attention that he should be getting this season. So I think the Vikings win. I think it'll be a close game. And seeing how other games have gone, I think the Vikings have nine wins of eight points or less, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So I think this is another game that comes down to, you know, either Greg Joseph's leg or Kirk Cousins' arm in the final two minutes of the game. I think it'll be close, but I think the Vikings pull it out. I'm hoping it's not close, but I'll take a win. But uh, <laughs> if you if you watched every Vikings game this year, that, that's what you expect. And um, it was good having you on, Ahmad. I'm sure Vikings fans are going to continue to get to know you, and none better than, than after this week after we beat the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks to you guys for having me on. And uh, hopefully we can do this again after multiple Vikings wins. And, you know, hypothetically speaking down the road, maybe we can be doing something when the team is headed to Arizona. So we'll we'll cross our fingers and just hope for that. Yeah, verbally manifest that stuff. Love the way you think. Uh, Yeah, there you go. Speaking it into existence. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, Vikings fans, thank you again for tuning into another edition of the Minnesota Vikings podcast presented by Pepsi. Kickoff 325 Central Time at Lambeau Field as the Vikings look to knock off the Green Bay Packers. Talk to you next week. Mm